Hello, welcome back to another Muscle in the Hustle podcast. Tony is here, looking a bit more tanned with special guest this week, Connor O'Neill of Know Yourself Performance. Connor's a strength and conditioning coach. Well, he says himself, I'm a nutrition and strength and conditioning coach for everyday athletes who want to optimize their body composition and performance. I'm technically still an athlete, am I? Yeah, I mean, I, well, retired now. Uh, eight I years. Sort of call, I sort of say, say that as someone who's like, sort of two aspects to it. It's the everyday aspect, which is like, you know, sort of a colloquial term for like casual athlete. Like, you know, it's not the be all and end all of their life. It's just you're an everyday athlete, but there's also the everyday as in every day you're doing something that's sort of furthering your athletic development and stuff like that. So you can take it one or two, one of two ways. So if you fall into either of those categories Tony's definitely not an athlete Maggie's definitely going for the everyday athlete to run to the fridge and back I was going to say I was going to say does this kind of run about the house (laughs) why not so Connor we know all earning final weekend everybody's at the moments their heads are are thinking is it Tyrone is it Mayo GAA, everybody's talking about it. Is is GA is your background? Yeah, uh, I would have played a lot of GA growing up, as well as a lot of other sports. We we used to, I mean, we played GA um, place right. I grew up obviously grew up in Cross McGlen, but more specifically, the the estate that I grew up in was very heavily involved in uh, the GA team. You know, a lot of the better players would have come from from our estate and I wouldn't put necessarily myself in that category but that's the people that I was looking up to but we also had that uh, an aspect where we are whatever was on the TV at the time whatever sport was on TV whether it be Wimbledon or the rugby or the golf tournaments we would have been also playing that you know we would have set yeah. up golf courses out the front out in the green of the estate or you know te- we would have lined out tennis courts on the AstroTorf and different things like that so there was that element of sport, but GA was always the constant throughout that. So um would have played from basically, you know, six or seven years of age for Cross McLean and right up to senior level then, uh, up until a few years ago when uh, I decided to, to give it a break for a while. Uh, just with the, the commitment aspect of it and stuff when I was studying full time and working a job full time and sort of trying to build the business and just with the seriousness level of, of trying to t- trying to play at that high level, something had to give, and uh, unfortunately, it had the BGA. But obviously, now a lot of my work involves working with GA players, so still have my finger on the pulse of that, uh, and it's still obviously a big part of my life in that way. So, yeah, I suppose GA GA has formed a lot of the things that I've I've done. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I'm like boys like yourself. Like I've been looking at your stuff for a while and I know Conliffe and Boys has been sharing your stuff um, I'm loving how much the actual GA community is putting into strength, conditioning, nutrition now because when like I had a couple of friends like Connell, Michael, Home and Boys would have been in their strength, conditioning years back in Oma but back then it only seemed like the rugby boys were taking it serious like it was like oh well you boys have been taught the you know the the how to squat right how to you know power cleans how to do all this cleaning jerks and then there's other boys and like GA teams are like I've never squatted in my life but they're phenomenal footballers and it only started to drip through then towards the end of when I stopped trying to play for reserve football and boys were 
like started to take it really serious and was coming in and the rugby boys were always even the rugby boys our age were always bigger and stronger and more muscular whereas the GA boys were just pure talent yeah and then it started to drip through because as I was sort of starting studying and uh, sort of building a knowledge base around nutrition and strength and conditioning and stuff there wasn't a lot of research on specifically on GA in, in the research itself but also in the sense of like there wasn't that much going on with the strength and conditioning in the GA world in general yeah you know the clubs weren't really doing much with it like there was county teams and you know obviously the likes of Armas uh, from the two, early 2000s and stuff started to you yeah. know really use that being big and being strong and being physical as one of the main aspects of their game and obviously that bled through uh, a lot of other counties and to the point now where like every county uh, has their own strength and conditioning coach and and now uh, every high level club team more or less has a strength and conditioning program in place and a lot of even you know lower level clubs so that's like the bare standard now but sort of as I was saying like back before like when I was looking when I was starting out studying this stuff and I had had to look at a lot of other sports to get that knowledge so you had to sort of look at the likes of the rugby and look at the likes of the uh, you know the NFL and even endurance sports and stuff like that because a lot of the research is done on endurance athletes and sort of have to then take that and say right well how does that how does that relate to a GA player who yes has these demands on the field in terms of like you know your, your 60 to 70 minutes um your intermittent aspect of yeah. it where you're on and off you know which is different than endurance stuff but similar to maybe nfl but maybe nfl's on the far side of that where you're getting a lot of breaks yeah. so it was a mixture of a lot of things then and you sort of have to then take it and say right well there's not going to be specific research here to, to say exactly what you should be doing but maybe we can pick aspects from all these other areas and say right how do we magnet that together and give it our best bet bet as what might work yeah. and then try that out with myself try that out with clients and see right well we know that works we know that's good uh, and you know maybe taking other things with a pinch of salt yeah yeah like it's definitely the sort of like you're creating your own theory because as you said i remember whenever we met years ago and you were reading out studies and stuff like even with like supplements it's in other sports because there's such little that's done with ga athletes as a whole like a lot of the research money is going to be in the states it's going to be in the it's going to be in the uk yeah. so they're going to prioritize the ones that earn the most money over there which is going to be you know nfl as you're saying but i even think a case of like as you said i definitely remember when i was younger around under 16s even minors you're almost frowned upon for doing weights like it was almost as if you're doing disco weights that's going to affect your game like fair enough it did for me because my arms got bigger than my legs so it just slowed me completely down i just had to stop but yes, wait, hold on hold totally. on you played what? you played organized sport i played you yeah yeah camogie or no 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 i wouldn't fit who did you play for in gaelic Bally holland do you not know this no no i have actually shot do you, do you know do you know me and mickey's never met in person connor because mickey's I've, I've, heard, I've heard you say that a couple of times actually yeah <laughs> it's hard to believe like what he's done like i've seen him once on the mma event okay. but he had to leave early we'll probably have to right. have a knuckle fight the first time <laughs> out in the street any plans to meet like we're doing we're doing a video one in person we're supposed to do a video in person we ask everybody we usually ask at the end but we'll ask this now who do you think is going to live longer me or mickey i don't know are you are you both are we are we presuming you're both no uh, going to live the same like continue to no, live the no. same type well i'm 10 years older than tony no, mm-hmm. just Mickey's ten years older, but I obviously have a bit more of a weirder lifestyle. So we're just saying, yeah. if, if you're a betting man, if you if you if you do you know what I mean, if you had a bet, who'd you pick? 
Is it uh, the highest age? Lives, oh, lives? no, no, no. Who's going to die first? Like, what, what age are, are you both? I'm 26. And I'm 36. Now, look how fresh I am for 36. <laughs> look look at him. He looks older than me. Is, is, is the bodybuilding going to take 10 years off your life? More. I don't you, know. More. I'll say I, I'm, I'm going to go with Tony. You're the first yeah, person to go first. with Tony. You're probably the most qualified person that we've asked so far, so no, that's not a good no, sign. Nobody's picked me. <laughs> so Tony's going to die first? No, I said I Tony's going to live longer. But right. saying that, if you keep, first, if, if, if you're if your like goal is to just keep now getting massive for the well, rest of your life, I'd say you're going down first. Well, he started bulking again already. He started bulking again already. So. Uh, yeah. In a couple of years. Oh, so yeah, talking about the All Ireland, we'll dive back in here. I think definitely something that people would be interested in listening is like, uh, what would you say is the difference between like, like in terms of, because you've worked with such a broad range of GA, like I do have a good whack of like club county players now as well, but what would you say from, because you're obviously, you were quite specialized in that field for a long time, what is the difference between like club and like a county player or like the highest level of like county and then the highest county players do you know what i mean like that that difference in like is there a couple of things is it the one percent like is there anything you see as an underpinning factor mindset age you start what would you say is a couple of things that come to mind to be honest you know and it doesn't it's probably not good, a good sort of uh business move to say but like it's it's going to be skill to be honest like you know yeah we've I, all seen yeah well we've all seen the players who who never touched the weight in their life and gotten the starting team of every team they've ever played for and were the best player. You know, we've all seen those players and and yes, there may be outliers, but you would take someone, in my opinion, take someone who who has the skill to play the game, skill to kick the points, that you know, that yeah. level of sort of knowledge of, of, of play. And more than that, uh, which is something more more within your control, is t- some someone who said this guy called Care when I'm flat. He calls that rugby strength coach and he says become a phd in your sport you yeah. know that's priority number one study the game you know get the skills and um, watch back on tape watch back on previous players and, and take those aspects and study it like like it's a for an exam you know knowing how to play the game is going to be number one out of anything now outside of that you give two players with the same skill level and work rate is going to differentiate the two of them you know who's willing to who's willing to go out and train on their own who's willing to show up and put in the intense sessions uh when they could just as easily you know fall back um and after that then you know only after that comes the, the things that probably most people would think of the think would think that i would say which is like your strength condition and your nutrition and stuff like that because as i say at this point where especially at like county level and high club level it's the bare the it's a prerequisite that yeah. you're doing your strength conditioning. Uh, you know, if you're not doing that, that's only buying your, you're only using that as a way of buying your entry into the, into the thing. You know, it's not as if that's even counts as an extra that you're doing now. Now, there will be ways to do extra sessions and everything else, but uh, that's not going to be the thing that differentiates one person from another, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if you're at a certain level where, you've you've been doing all that you've been working on your skills you're already really skilled player you've been studying the game you know how to play you know the tactics you know you know you're following your manage managers um advice around that and, and you're able to know all the drills and everything else then what's going to bring you to a higher level will be looking at your strength and conditioning how strong can you get how if you need to build up more muscle how can you go about doing that if you need to lose body 
fat. Uh, how can you go about doing that? And that's obviously leading into the nutrition aspect of things. And looking at that at that stage is going to then give you that extra few percent. Sort of like a pyramid of needs. So like like your yeah. experience and your skill is like your your bottom layer of the pyramid. And then you're looking at your work ethic. And then you're looking at the very, very top, like your your nutrition, your training. And then on the top of that's probably like your supplements, sort of like the nutrition pyramid of our, our calms. But like, that's like a GAA one. You can copyright yeah. that probably now. Yeah. You're looking but for I'm the extra happy. wee inches at the end. Um, yeah. But then you get outliers, outli- outliers, like as you said, boys like Shimmy Quigley, who I would say has not seen too many gyms. He's definitely not seen a treadmill in a while. He doesn't like I have an old word of mouth, like he's told people that he had battered sausage supper before it uh from Anna Championship match. But yet he's one of the probably best forwards in the country on well, when he when he plays like but yet, it's, I know probably for the Fermanagh boys, they're looking at him going, I wonder what he'd be like if he actually did the stuff, but is part of his, you know, part of what he does, is it because he's that big and strong and awkward? And, and as well as that, if you're, you know, with someone with that personality, if you're to force them into yeah. the gym and the nutrition, are you going to put them away from the sport well, altogether? Well, I think that's and maybe the problem with him, why he's out, yeah. out and in, out and in, because... He, and we you hear stuff and you hear boys saying like he doesn't like training, mm-hmm. he doesn't like he doesn't like going away on training trips. He doesn't like yeah. he does like he, now for his club. I think he's a total different ball game. But he's just like I'll do my job when the when the whistle blows. Just yeah. you trust me. And um, but then again, as as we talked earlier, there's 15 men. You have to keep them all happy. And there's boys busting themselves. Do you just yeah. drop one to put in the Put in the phenom that's that shimmy quickly that's going to disappear and not it doesn't yeah. do back doors seemingly it just doesn't like the back door system. Um, but yeah, it's 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 mad when you see like how far it's come and it's pr- pretty much so little time like it's come so far. Um, strength conditioning wise and GA and as you said, the the people are putting in the effort now the, one of the first kind of ones that I seen do actual research was Lucas he had funded a big one years ago when they were trying to get in to be the you know the isotonic drink was going to be the the, the GA thing and they mm. started doing a lot of research in the GA stuff and that that's when I think people started realising that this is the way it's going now too as you said it's going like American football it's going like the AFL mm-hmm. and then that and then all of a sudden, the AFL then started looking towards Ireland again to to bring over young players. Yeah, and I mean, people complain about that in a sense, like you know that they'll say everything's getting so professionalized and you know it's getting so strict and everything else. But then you know you talk to any of the county boys, and they, they love it. Like yeah, you know they love that. It's 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 nearly their it's nearly the aspect that a lot of people would think of as their work. You know. It's their identity, and it's uh, yeah, exactly. And it's uh, it they love that aspect of like being. And I can say for myself, I wasn't at that level, but I was involved with the Cross McGann team where we we had won the All Ireland and various Ulster titles and stuff like that. And it was like that experience was unbelievable to have come through that. And even yes, there was times where it was like you know missing out on holidays and missing out on concerts and and different things like that. But you would never give that experience up you know as as restrictive as it might have been and everything else and a lot of the county boys you talked to as well it's like they have no aspect of wanting it to be 
less intense or, or or less whatever as we say no that work that they're putting in yeah is paying off but it pays off in everything you, like it's no it's not a fluke that a lot of them Dublin All-Ireland winners the three time four time five time All-Ireland winners have huge jobs yeah like it's that's not like you have Kev McManaman you have a Bernard Brogan Bernard Brogan's business is flying McManaman oh Tony must be away uh, McManaman's uh he was over with the Olympics, wasn't he? He was over. Sure. He was the psychology over with the Olympics, the boxing team for Ireland yeah. Olympics. Like that's and boys. That boys that give themselves them. full, you know, full bore into a sport and go so far and be so successful. And that that then that comes into business because it's the same sort of hard work and graft. And anything's possible. There's no like they're not going. Oh well, oh, I can't. I can't have a. A five-story office block in Dublin city centre. Uh, being a consultant, yeah. now it's like, oh yeah, I can do anything. I'm, you know, we've look what we've achieved as a team. Yeah, and the, you know the connections. It's pro- it's brought a lot of people in the sense of oh. professional connections. Oh, you know, brilliant! It's, like it's you can easily look down on that and say, oh, he's only getting that because yeah, he's a GA. But it's not. It's 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 people see that as a demonstration. Of the the hard work you can put into something, and of the commitment you can show, and and that's a desirable thing to have as someone yeah. you want to work with, you know. Well, teachers, GA teachers or GA players gravitate to become teachers. Mm-hmm. A lot of them do, and that's because they they're very much they like to stay within lines, you know that they're and they they've they've and they teams, and they like to bring people forward, and like that's like years ago, I remember like my dad saying me. Bank of Ireland and Guinness. If you were a good GA footballer, you had a job for life in the Bank of Ireland or a job for life at Guinness. Yeah. And the Gooch and all them boys all worked for the Bank of Ireland and the big Guinness reps and, and Ireland were all throwing boys. They were all throwing footballers yeah. back in the day. But it was definitely, um, it's definitely people, I think people give it a shortcoming that, oh, he's a good footballer or he's, he's a successful footballer. But they don't realise when they look behind the lines that, it, it does breed into all sorts of success, you know. Yeah. And there is the odd, you know, the odd Hallion that's just a deadly footballer and just will flo- float about the world and ends up, like, moving to America and working in a bar and telling stories of the old days. But a majority yeah. of them are, you know, the majority of them get their degree. You know, mm-hmm. there is the odd boy that be you know, brought in to play Segerson football, might have yeah, two or three degrees. Sl- slipped a few assignments done from him. And stuff uh, like but a majority of them are, they're smart. Well, they have to be smart now. But as yeah. we were saying about, you know, GA players taking like a professional approach, the gym goer takes a professional approach now. Back in the yeah, day, absolutely. when I used to take a notepad into the gym, I remember a boy, a meathead, no my gym going to me, what the fuck are you doing writing stories? And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm taking a note of my, my weights. And the fella goes, why, why do you have to keep a note of your weights? Because he was only ever doing like the three big lifts. So he knew what he was doing. But I, mm. back when you were doing like like back and shoulders, you were doing like fucking nine exercises, you'd never remember. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you're, there's the boy writing his wee stories, writing poems today. He's writing poems. Read us one of them poems. I'd be writing down how it, because I remember reading a book, you write down how it felt and your weights. Yeah. And... I was writing all this down. He was like, oh, we writing wee poems, writing wee poems and all. <laughs> and then he's the same boy that used to be drinking protein shakes as he trained. You know, you have yeah. to be drinking these during training. Do you, 
Do you know what I think it is though as well? Like every sport evolves. Oh yeah. Like, like if you look at like prime examples, if you look at bodybuilders in the sixties compared to now, bigger, stronger, leaner. If you look at GA players in the sixties to now, bigger, stronger, leaner, more, there's more. The problem is as much as talent and skill acquisitions there, as you were saying, if, you, if you're starting to get multiple people at the same work ethic, if you get 50% doing the work at that extra bit of work or extra bit of like supplementation, all in we small things, that's still a large majority of the people. And then to, to do this, to even get into the county panel team, it takes even more now. Oh so it's that case of like, it's like, because so many people are doing it, there, there has to be like, right, what can give me that edge? Like, and I think this is where a lot of people, like I, you will definitely notice this with a client base. I notice it all the time with my GA players, especially ones who are looking to break into county teams, right? They're like right at the fringe of it. And the problem is, I think, especially with stuff like this is, they're missing the forest for the trees. They're focusing on like the sups. They're focusing on like, right, w- like, should I be timing my meals? Should I be doing this? And I'm like, mate, you have 10 pounds of body fat to lose or you're drinking twice a week or you're having fucking two takeaways a week. Yeah. Don't you worry about fucking taking bed alanine 20 minutes before you fucking have a match. You worry about not fucking having a little dodge of eight on Saturday night because you're carrying five kilos extra fat. Do stuff where they're focusing yeah. on the stuff that big guys are focusing on. Whereas <laughs> like, it's like, do you know what? Like I'm an Olympia bodybuilder, they're focusing on, right? what supplement should I take? Watch when should I be timing this? Whereas like to become pro in any sport or high level, it's like fucking nail the basics. And that's almost the majority of it done. I think that's where a lot of people are actually, it's something I know with my clients. I'm like, don't you worry about the, the hour and a half lead up to a game. You worry about the, the, the six days prior. That's what's going to fucking shape how that match well, goes. People think, people think there's a secret recipe. So they're looking, they're like, what the fuck? What's in that tub there? Is that those super greens? Right. What's that? Oh, blue nutrition, super, blue nutrition super greens. I need that because fucking Connor Miller's on the blue nutrition super greens. You know, yeah. they think that's going to be the difference, or they think, what the? He's doing, what's he doing? Aqua jogging? Because he wants to keep the legs fresh? Fuck. Get down the pool, do aqua jogging. I did that. I did that. I thought you went with Justin McMahon was doing that. Dude, Justin McMahon was doing aqua jogging because his groin and his hammies were fucked. I was like, that's Justin's doing. And he would be doing it like a couple of nights a week, and I'm like, I have to do that. Me down doing that. Fuck, that's a lot harder. I'll only do this once a week. And then you're like, Oh, oh Justy, why are you doing that? And he's like, Oh well, fucking my groin and my hammies are bad, and I can't do anything on the on the treble. And I'm like, Oh well, fuck, I, I actually need to get back to the treble here. <laughs> I need to put some miles into me into my legs. But as you were saying, our ma kind of started. Our ma started the revolution with strength condition. I think when all teams end, fuck, we need to get big. And that drove the GA on to, to to the modern. And then when Dublin started doing so well, that drove teams on even further because you have to match them. And that's, as Tony said, success breeds success. You know, when the teams, like, back, there was a, a quote put up, I think it was just, like, after the Mayo-Dublin game. It was about awfully when they won the learning final and the manager says, you know, these boys have committed so much to this. Because they have give up so much. He goes, they and this was all in final was played on a Saturday. He goes, they haven't had a drink since Wednesday night, and that was the quote. And you're like, fucking Wednesday night, and then all in finals on the Sundays. All right, you're like, some of these boys haven't drunk in eight months. Yeah, and he's like, these boys haven't drunk since Wednesday night. Not a drop of drink. They've give up everything for this for this match. And you're just like, yeah. that's just nuts compared to now. Like boys are no. Boys are looking at aqua chambers and or oxygen chambers and fucking, mm-hmm. like. Tony doesn't even have volume here and he's laughing away to himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It's, it's funny the way, like, 
you know how much of it's involved to, to the point where that sounds like it sounds like he was joking like now if he uh, said that sounds like he was joking saying yeah. i haven't had a drink since when tonight no it's serious like it's funny with the drink bands too like it's a it's a strange one like because there's no you know you're never going to say all right we're on a chippy band you know or we're, <laughs> we're, we're on eight we're on a eight like eight hours night eight, eight hours sleep per night regimen you know uh, it's funny that just the alcohol is the one thing that's highlighted but to be fair i don't think it's an like it's really not a drink ban it's a it's a going out ban yeah you know it's getting like, your sleep and, and it's home. yeah yeah but, but they, them, like, they don't even say the word them. drink ban anymore like do not do i think it's just color. if it's not known you shouldn't be there you know if you yeah. don't know not to drink you just shouldn't because i remember i remember asking because me being about the half field a lot you'd be chatting to a boy small the championship teams and i'd be saying them all use on drink ban now and he'd be like well the words are never said because you should fucking know better yeah. <laughs> at this stage of the game you should yeah. know better i remember when paddy cruiser took over roma we were training out of healy park and down from healy park is a real good chippy <laughs> and after training he's the pulling at the chippy to make sure none of the players are there <laughs> and that was his thing he's always did pull in drive real slow through the car park and just looking boys going into the yeah. going in to get chicken goujons before they went back to the holy lands <laughs> oh no what i mean there'd be a quite a few boys found out like oh well and then they'd bring it up a training going oh nice feed though aren't they but we were all yeah. giving pass after training anyway but boys were like yeah. eat the wee bit of pass and then go down and get some chicken goujons to the car uh, is, is that one of the reasons why well not the chicken goujons but see because we were talking about like the success criteria to be like an unbelievable player and it, it really in any sport is that one of the reasons why you you started to like correct me you started doing a master's in psychology because it's not just the skill as we're saying there like that pyramid is also underlined like at the very bottom of skill and work ethic like it's work ethic not just on the pitch for your foot it's also mentally as well because like i'm sure you know players that like people or people that have everything going for them but it's the mindset and that's sort of the downset and i think that's that's a major issue is that one of the reasons why you started to dive into that or is it more holistic approach or what is the reason that you went down that master's in psychology yeah, well, I suppose there's a few different reasons. Like, um, one is just simply because uh, that's an area I'm, re I'm really interested in is just psychology in general. You know, we've always been interested in in how the mind works and why people do what they do and different things like that. So generally, you know, I'm interested in that topic and that's, it was nearly just a, a partially the scratch and itch of wanting to learn more. And as much as you can learn from, from, from books and, um, you know, YouTube and everything else, I sort of wanted that structured approach where I knew, you know, sometimes you're reading a book and you're thinking, oh, this makes sense. Like, is this uh, accepted as as uh, truth, as a, as a proven idea within psychology, or is this a controversial idea? And sometimes you don't know, but yeah, by sort of having more of a foundational knowledge, you can sort of say, well, yeah, I can take this with a pinch of salt, or this isn't necessarily shown by the studies or whatever else. So that's part of the reason. And then obviously, um with the business that i'm in like of of performance and and nutrition and training and stuff like that another aspect obviously of that is the psychology you know big you, mindsets everything at the minute i think especially with that going on board it's it's very yeah it's 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 very important obviously from from the there's mental health aspect to it yeah. we've seen like you know increases in uh, mental health problems and stuff like that but even more than that just on the performance element of things there's a lot to be gleaned from improving your psychology and uh at the very basics of like 
getting so getting yourself to eat the right stuff and getting yourself to do the right training and stuff you can have a plan in place but yeah getting yourself to do it and 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 all that stuff is all you know pretty much mind-based and psychology based so, so there's that aspect as well so even stuff like I remember when we done sports psychology in uni, like majority of my uni course was wank. But like I remember that there was parts of it where like, for example, they were talking for like ways to improve performance in psychology. And we only done like, fuck, it must have been like two sort of semester blocks on it. And I remember like even stuff like now, like focusing on mental imagery, like you imagining yeah. you before you take a free exactly what way it's going to go exactly like, and replicating that mind, like that mind sort of muscle connection, even with like kicking a point. It was like it highlighted that people that focused more on doing that are like 25 or 20 percent more likely to actually hit a correct score out of like 100 people they've done no training or no and if that's sort of the studies that are easy to replicate and people will be like oh but 10 15 years ago if you'd have seen the boy line up closing his eyes and imagining of kicking a fucking point the people would have been like that boy's a fucking wing nut whereas now it's like oh that's good he's in the zone and then it's interesting how more and more techniques like slowing your breathing you're seeing all that come into play now and as you said i think that's the difference of when somebody comes to you and like you're like right have you tried x y and z right what's worked for you right that's yeah. worked for you then why the fuck aren't you doing that because that's proven by studies that's also i know and i think sometimes when you work with a large client base if you can turn around and go this worked for such and such give it a go that almost gives them faith and as you said like when you're qualified in that it, there's a clear difference if you have a master's in psychology and i'm going I read this in a study. I'm not qualified. I'm not technically qualified to give that. I'm just saying this is what I know. So I think even faith in you, giving the advice is still like a big thing. It's like, you know, listening to somebody's fat telling you, oh, you need to cut your calories. You're like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. They have uh, like, you buy triggers, the triggers, mm-hmm. isn't it? Like, the, like you have Owen Farrell, who's a very distinctive, when, when he when he kicks, he's got that whole, it's like, he's, he's, he's nearly afraid to look at the posts. And then the last time he looks at it a wee bit longer, then looks back and you know, oh, he's he can't even hear anything that's going on now. And you know that nine times out of ten that kick's going over, or you get boys up, even though their sh- their laces don't need fixed, they always fix the lace before they hit a dead ball or pull their sock up and they're standing foot. It's wee small things to get them get their mind just right, so I'm getting logged in here. Cool. But it's like at the moment they're all talking about Aiden O'Shea doesn't doesn't perform on the big stage. And that doesn't come down to ability. That would come down to psychology. Maybe he struggles with something when it comes down to pressure because you know, like the boy's been under pressure since he's been fucking no age. Like he's been the savior or seen as the savior or the curse breaker or whatever, whatever they're calling him now. And then when it comes to the bigger games, he always goes missing. So would you say that would be mostly down to, you know, like the, the mindset of it that it's, yeah, I mean, obviously, I can't can't speak to, to uh, him specifically. Like, there's a, there's a big no, but I mean, in the sense of like, there's a bit, there is a kind of a an issue in, in psychology as well, where you'll find people like you know popular psychologists on podcasts and stuff, and they're nearly diagnosing people from a distance. Yeah, where they're saying, oh yeah, he's the, he's a narcissist, that well, fella, and he yeah, you know, and things like that. But uh, would you, you sorry? I'm not a narcissist. Don't I was. I, I actually do in, in my head, Tony. Though, <laughs> honestly, no one rest. Um, yeah, but at the same time, if you're constantly having that issue, yeah, um, it can be you know something that, that that will hold you back. And I think probably in 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 the case where you're someone who's really popular, and you know you have people in media saying these things about you and stuff, that's constantly sort of reaffirming that identity. Yeah. 
of, of someone who's a, a choker and you think about it in, the, in those moments where you're like at your most sort of maybe vulnerable and you're doubting yourself yeah just those extra wee things that are making you that, that, that your head will go straight to those people yeah those newspaper articles, I, when you're about to catch that videos. ball it's hanging in the air yeah. and you think that boy from the Irish examiner is fucking right I'm gonna yeah. drop it and then uh, any mistake you made that for some people would have just gone unnoticed or like yeah. you would have thought in a different mind space you would have thought oh that's i'll move on from there suddenly that's starting that cycle in your head of saying yeah oh yeah those newspaper articles were right you know uh what he's saying maybe i am just a choker you know all these yeah. different things and that's probably hard for someone in that position again not saying necessarily that's yeah. him but um then you get all as much as you don't like to diagnose somebody from afar and you can't like that sort of does make sense with the majority like i think everybody knows of examples of that in any sport you can just see it clear as day well you get people the opposite too you get boys like tom brady that he's told every year he's too old he's washed up and he's just like okay let's see and then but that's the same sort of thing he takes that negativity and go right okay the the gronk's done why are they bringing him back okay and then he is so much he has so much proof yeah. that yeah. he's right. You know, he's he's proven it so many times. Yeah. And he so loves he to prove it. He is yeah, he has that to rely on. Anytime he that maybe comes into his head, he can easily say, Well, the proof's in the pudding there. Yeah. Whereas the likes of some maybe Mayo, for example, be they don't have that proof of having the All Ireland, you know. Yeah. So there's always that thing of well, maybe people are right, you know? Yeah. So we'll see how Sunday goes, like, but and then for now. When talking about Sunday, have you many clients involved? No, there's a few that I've, I've worked with previously. Ronan, like, Ronan um, being one of them. I've Ronan being one of them, like, and hopefully he has a he has an involvement there. Yeah. Like, well, saying that everyone, you know, everyone on the panel has an involvement up, up to that yeah. point, like, but obviously love to see when he's playing. Um, so likes of him, and then a few boys just through messages and stuff like yeah. that more so than than client specific. Um. So yeah, it's a, it, it, most most of the clients I actually tend to work with are tend to be club players. Yeah, which is was surprising to me starting out. Yeah, because obviously starting out like specialising in GA, you would have thought like, oh, well, you know, this is going to be targeted towards the the the, last, the highest levels. You really want to push it and everything yeah. else. But what you find is a lot of players uh, are of the level of, well, I want to be the best, you know, oh. leader in my club, or I want to go from sub bench to getting game time for for an, my intermediate club. So it's like, yeah, you know, certain no clubs too have like massive hunger, like Kilku, the hunger mm-hmm. of them boys, like from yeah. the, from the fifth choice sub to the starter, like I watch, is it Arn Brannigan's Instagram sometimes and the work them fuckers put in over winter is, now I don't agree with it all, but Jesus Christ, like the effort them boys are putting in is just phenomenal. Yeah. And you that see, small, boys you know, talked talk about that small town sort of mentality. Yeah, it means so much to them. And then you see the boys, yeah. and back in the day, it was like they crossed McGlenn when we played them in a few friendlies. And just uh, like friendlies, when Oma play, used to play friendlies back in the day, everybody got a run out. Like I got a mm-hmm. run out. I shouldn't be getting a run out. And you're getting hit by boys that are trying to fucking kill you. Like, and you're like, how long, yeah. mate? It's a friendly. And I remember Francie Bell, you saying to me, I came on for like two minutes at the end. And there was a ball going out, like out the thing, and he wasn't fucked for running. And he literally pulled me back by the collar and goes, "Leave that one." <laughs> and I was like, "No, I'm the fucking priest. Nah, leave that one. Nobody, leave that one." 
I'm like, right, fair enough, fair enough. I'm not going to argue with you. And he was just like, I'm doing no more running this day. And he kept looking over to someone like, get fucking get me out of here. It's like a Tuesday night, no more. Um, but yeah, like for Sunday, especially. Who's your money on? Mine. Both of his. You can go first there, Connor. You know where my money's on. I would say, well, I, I said I said Tyrone. Um, I put my money on Tyrone. Uh, I just I, I don't know. I, I tend to fear to, like you know when I when anyone's sort of anti Dublin and stuff like that. It's like they're kind of like ah oh, they're too too big shot. They're they're uh, big shots and they're they've all this you know. But I love I actually I love that aspect of elite. I'm a, a little oh, bit of an elitist myself. You know I like the <laughs> I like the guys who put everything into it and like know that they're great and uh you know show that aspect of excellence in athletic performance like that's that's just what i what i like and i think tyrone's just at that level where they're absolute athletes and not not to take anything away from mayo who, mayo who are also that but um yeah just i just uh, fancy tyrone in that way i'm the same i think especially under the new guys now peter donnelly back boys like joe mcmahon in the back room do her there if brian Dewar's telling someone to run through a wall you're 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 just picking a wall and you're going through it mm-hmm. seemingly fergal logan's really good at uh keeping the boys calm which seemingly do her gets them hyped up to go to fucking go to war and fergal takes them back down and just seemingly everybody's really engrossed in it again in the county setup where i think maybe in the last few years there was a few boys maybe they were on the panel they were there but they weren't there um mm-hmm. mcshane coming off the bench now I think is is fucking unbelievable like it's it's crazy it's a Kevin McManaman thing but for them to like a lot has to be said for Kehill's mindset like going from the guy like the guy the, the, he was the boy in Ireland like he was and then them re-changing him for the season maybe only this one season to be the biggest impact sub in, in the country which says a lot for, for everyone involved and just even the way they've changed, like I know everybody's been it's talking about for him as a person. I think because you, you realizing that you're losing your starting position, but also realizing that that's for the better of the team takes a lot of stones. I think I know that shows that yeah. you're really in it for every, and I think that's the small wins change. Like he might actually think, do logically right, are they doing this design first? But I think that's so clearly probably communicated to that him. Oh yeah, they they know exactly and believe in the journey and knows that I'm going on for twenty minutes here and I'm gonna fucking pop boys through hell and I'm coming out with one two or four points or five points and and a wee twenty minute cameo, but that's all I need. You know that's it's it's like back in the day when when it's like when when you first start DJing you're DJing for four five six hours a night. The better you get, the shorter you play, and people think, oh fuck, that's not fair. But you're like, no, like you go to Ibiza to play for one hour. But if I'm playing in Oma, I'm playing for four hours. But yeah. you want to play for that power hour, just go and smash the doors off and fucking walk out the door. Like, no, nobody wants to hang about. <laughs> nobody wants. I thought, yeah. like, it's just, I think throwing are a different beast now. Now, I don't know. I don't know if anybody will ever replicate what Dublin did. Because, mm-hmm. as we said, everybody stepped up that level they're getting closer to what they're doing because like everybody's writing dublin off but dublin could be right back at it next year and they will be right back at it next year and they'll be right oh, there sure. again they'll be the team to beat yeah and absolutely it's just everybody's like i love the way dublin go about their business 
you nearly get obsessed looking at them and watching them and going and the one thing I notice about all like the new young boys coming through like Sean Bugler and all them boys they're not on social media well they're on social media but they're not really on it whereas okay. as you said some of the other counties the boys are fucking putting up pictures of them looking off mountains and fucking doing mad workouts a lot of them Dublin young boys coming through which they are celebrities like some of them boys that are 20 years old of two All-Irelands and you don't see them posting anything on social media they have yeah, their accounts sitting there. A lot of the, yeah, a lot of them, a lot of those guys, especially on the Dublin team, like they're all very, they're all, or not all, but a lot of them are professionals, you know, that oh, have, you know, big high flying jobs and like, you know, probably the social media aspect doesn't probably jam with that. Like they're not only giving everything to their, uh, to their sport, probably but on the other aspect of big high paying jobs and finance firms yeah. and uh, doctors and, you know, all that. So, and you, uh, you see the boys with endorsements. The, a lot of boys it's never normally the top top tier boys it's normally the next week just the next week centimeter down who are doing mm-hmm. the stuff for like Mitsubishi and Audi and all the different car companies and getting fired stuff at them and it's 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 definitely going I don't know if it'll ever go professional but in its approach it's fully professional now you know it's, college uh, football's gone in America college football players are starting to get paid now well they get out. grows more money goes into that, I reckon. You won't get a wage, but you'll probably get like it's the endorsements, as you said. Like, everybody will just end up getting money from somewhere else. Like, expenses. Is well, you don't get paid for well. playing for your country, so it'll probably be something like that. Yeah, yeah. like where you get the publicity and then like you're going to get your boots free. You're going to get your, your joke. They'll put up on like as much as it annoys, like a lot of people won't want that. It'll be a case of like, right, lads. They'll have like agents for them, if that makes sense. Like for more, I reckon that's. The oh, well, some of them, problem. some of them already have <laughs> PR yeah. agents. Like <laughs> I reckon, like that's the way it'll just keep going, and it'll be more and more and yeah. more because it'll as the population grows, the teams aren't going to grow in size, so it'll become more and more late to get into it, and that will make it more inclusive. Do you know what I mean? If there was only six million Ireland and ten, fifteen years ago, now there's eight, nine, ten. It's it's harder and harder, and that'll make more eyes on screens. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. I think the big the big thing is probably like that they're worried about it seems it's like if it goes professional then will you be able to you know basically pay someone to play for a club that's nowhere near them you know when it becomes like soccer where you know half the English Premier League is made up of people who aren't English you know yeah so it's like does uh, Oma become the club that is buying someone from buying players from all over the country and they become then the elite just because they had that little bit of extra money from a big sponsor or you know so I think the only way it would you get everyone on board with it being professional if was if there was something in place that you could only play for somewhere where you where you lived and um, because that does seem to be the thing that maybe is uh, well one of the things that's like that's anti sort of prof- uh, making it professional yeah we actually we had, we had a couple of questions but we've covered them all except for one and the okay. last this, uh, this is one probably for the two two years mate Shine a light on we but I have my own views on this. Um, oh, you, Connor, you take this. I'll chip in. Do you think PEDs is a problem in GA? I've no idea. Uh, uh, actually, yeah, it was not something I would even know much about to uh, to say whether it was or not. I I've, never, I know you. I've, <laughs> never, <laughs> I've never experienced anyone, at least openly, admitting that they were taking performance hands and drugs. Um, you know, or at least illegal performance enhancing drugs. Um, so no, I, I don't really have any 
any opinion on it now i think it's inevitable that when yeah. people are pursuing excellence and the highest levels of achievement you're going to get people who are who are doing it i have no idea how stringent the the testing is or anything like that um, but testing is shite everywhere in the world like, any, for, yeah. like, the, like the, for, drugs are drugs are 10 to 20 years ahead of yeah. testing like you'll get caught if you're being a fucking idiot like yeah. Yeah. you can also go through like for example like wada like the doping agency oh actually he wrote there on crossfit <laughs> just seen that at the bottom in the next was, message i crossfit's fucking rifle pads don't worry about that any mate. elite any elite sport uh yeah. well there's well there's prize money involved there's yeah. issues with like even in natural bodybuilding like that shows you the level of like that like you can play around with growth hormone and insulin yeah and because they leave your system in a very quick time period like there's it's not there like it's it's not being able to say it's like i've seen i've seen I, like you ever see the doc, there's documentaries online on youtube of people talking about it where their sons were 13 and 14 and they were whacking them full of gear so they could play nfl and like by yeah. the time you're getting tested when you're 20 moving from university in the nfl they've already done two three four cycles and it's been five years and they've kept all the muscle moved yeah. across and i think even in, as much as people don't want to admit it like oh well this sport's tested like there, like there's fucking natural bodybuilders juice off their heads on insulin growth hormone. Like that could be the same in GA. Like it, it, it's that risk to reward ratio. And like if you turn around to a lot of the county players, I don't care what you say. Like, I, cause I know it would be my mentality. Like you, your health might take a bit of a battering in a couple of years, but this will help you become the very top player in your team. They wouldn't even, and I don't care what anybody says, you would go no sweat, give us it. Yeah. As annoying as that, now don't get me wrong, there is some morals, and I'm not talking about fucking tons of gear. Tony away again, I'm Marbella. It's that mentality that you're you're faced with. It's like in bodybuilding, like somebody could be coming third, uh, and then somebody goes, "Well, if you take this, you come first. Like majority of people in that high level will be like, they'll wear it up. They'll not immediately go no. They'll not immediately go yes. I think there's definitely like I've had a lot of people write to me because obviously I'm from like a bodybuilding background. There's a lot more science in the pds i've had a lot of boys from county teams write and go this isn't for me but no and then it's the question of like how much of a performance enhancement would you expect from x amount for this would you need a pct and i'm just going i can't advise for who this is from and then people are going well if you keep it a secret it's for me and i'm like right well fuck me you just have to tell me and then that that's even club players that's even well i was gonna say i i know they're i know it's rife in a lot of clubs well a lot of players within a lot of clubs and i know boys i know i know boys personally um don't know any county but well i know one county boy used to um and the only reason i know this is because he, he collapsed in a night out was and well fucking kidney pains yeah, see the thing Man, is too. Like he was young. Gonna... He was he was only a fresher at the time, and he was the next big thing county football. Not saying the county is from. And one of his mates said he kept he was wincing like fuck, and he kind of went down his hunkers. One of his mates goes, "You were told not to be drinking when you're taking that shit," and it was only yeah. the next day we were told. And and hindsight, when you look at him, then now compared to when he was in when he was nineteen, he was an animal. When he was twenty five. He was still playing high level county football. Wasn't an animal anymore. Completely different body shape when he should have been in his prime. And yeah. he did definitely do he did a lot of damage to himself, a lot of damage to his body. Um but I think it's very secretive as well because like you 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 I know rightly, like prime example is like a bodybuilding right now, it's coming out quite openly that if you had told people you were running 
fucking steroids 10 years ago it would have really hindered you getting your pro card and moving to that high level whereas see now it's not actually like that it hinders you a small bit whereas like you imagine turning around and fucking coming on and saying oh i run a wee bit of vitamin i run a wee bit of vitamin d on like a wink face on instagram like there would be so much backlash that it's never going to happen nobody's ever going to come out and say it so it's one of the things where you, you honestly there could be one percent there could be 50 there could be 25 there could be literally fucking nobody on the like the people would turn around and go the dublin team's been juicing and there could be nobody on it even anywhere near it or everybody yeah. does nobody knows because that would be a one-on-one approach and nobody's going to spill the beans so it's one of the things i think it's a lot more rife than people would like to admit in but i think it's a lot more rife in club teams people trying to break into panels and then i think as well as the you know you talk about the risk risk to reward there um and you can understand that at professional levels where the the difference is between you having to go and quit the sport and get a job to actually making millions of pounds yeah and you know as crass as it seems to as it as it is to say you know uh you take the risk of of making loads of money but at the same time when you get someone who's maybe maybe from a a disadvantaged background and and this is the difference between their extended family actually having decent housing and you know when you start to weigh that up you go here give me give me whatever i need to take and you maybe have a doctor in the team who's saying look we have this option and they're saying well yeah just just give me it everyone else doing it yeah why not uh, if it's going to be the difference between me making it and making millions of pounds sorting my family out like giving people around me yeah. a better life you can understand yeah. it but at like a amateur sport level it's like what are you, what are you going to get like a, a gold medal at the clap end on the back like, a couple of free pints in the local but it's it's also yeah. the and the flip side of it is like painkillers boys getting injections where they should be taking weeks off just mm-hmm. to get them through another like no mm-hmm. doubt in my mind there's probably a player who i know maddie donnelly did it a few years ago where he played really badly injured remember when he needed the operation and there's probably boys going into this all iron final that should not be playing there's here I, that's one now i said the noble performance hands and drugs but at the the level of um pain painkiller injections and you know cortisone and all that stuff uh, and i don't actually know what the i'm not actually sure if that's what the legality of it around is I you're allowed one you're, every six months is it yeah i think it's two or three per year or something yeah like that. but that's yeah. that's more from a medical standpoint i don't think that's anything to do with no running bodies or anything like that but what that does as well is and, and tony probably know, know this as well is like anything that you're reducing that inflammation in that way it's hampering your your body's ability to adapt to it yeah. as well so not only yes you're getting the relief immediately but you're also putting yourself back of actually fully recovering from it yeah because yeah, um, from a biochem standpoint if you actually take anti-inflammatories or painkillers mm-hmm. like it, it's not researched really highly but technically when you train any sport you're causing inflammation so your body adapts yeah. exactly. then you're taking a painkiller to remove the inflammation so temporarily you're getting the same performance you, you were had on the elite level but if you were like tr- club trying to move to county that would actually hinder you moving levels it might help it's like as you said it's a short-term win but you're actually getting a long-term yeah. loss it, it's the same as even like ice baths it's um you know yes. ice baths can be used if they're used well but it's like it, you know studies have shown there where it's like done things like they've trained uh legs for trained groups of people for with, with squats for say eight weeks i think it was and after each session one group was asked to put one leg into an ice bath or maybe they were all asked to put one leg into an ice bath and uh the the leg that didn't have the ice bath grew more 
over yeah. that eight weeks. So what you're saying there is uh, that ice baths can be used to recover quickly, but it's interfering with the adaptation you're getting from those sessions. I didn't know. So if you have a match, yeah, sorry, I knew if, you have th- if you have three matches in a weekend, you're going to get in the ice bath after every single one yeah. because you don't care about the adaptation there. Yeah. What you're caring about is being ready for the next match. But in a pre-season, yeah. if you're using ice baths after every match or after every training session, you're taking away some of the adaptation you could have got in a period where being fully recovered isn't necessarily what you need. Uh, yeah, it, I've seen that before. Body, like a lot of bodybuilders will say, because I get a lot of people that I know from the bodybuilding scene saying to me, like, "Why do you get in the cold water?" I'm like, "It's not it's good for Instagram." Do. It's not to do well, yeah. Instagram, obviously, speedos are hard to beat. <laughs> but a case of that, it's not to do. It's to do with the mindset of it and doing something mm-hmm. you don't want. Whereas, like, there's a research to show as well. Like as you said, like that. There's study. I've seen other ones as well where they made people do it with other muscle groups where they just mm-hmm. a cold group and uh, a group that doesn't. But I haven't seen that one leg. So because that's actually better because you're still using the same training, yeah. the same healthy. Is that that method? That method is superb, whereas usually you don't get that with studies. That's so that do you know what I mean? That like I've known that anyway, but that's a very good point. Where like, as you said, the pain conversion stuff. I think it's you'd be surprised as well, like what people will do to to get to their goals, like as well, especially when your identity's round. Like you need to remember, it's it, like anybody's played kind of your play to high yeah. level or even started in a Gaelic team or started anywhere. You're almost like you get a self self like self satisfaction from it. Like it's like a high. Oh, I- like yeah. if you lose that it's like whenever somebody comes off the county panel after years like that's why people like like will linger at the end they'll stay a lot because the, their identity is there and that's yeah. the real sh- problem is shifting from that to something else that's why like bodybuilders tend to end up fucking running gear way past whenever yeah. they're done bodybuilding what do you get like, that, you, you get boys like go on. they're all all them boys like Maddie and all they're all carrying injuries all the time like they're never I would say there's never maybe maybe close to the Mayo boys because they have a full month to get ready for this final they, and if they've probably done alright and been a bit lucky they're going in with no niggles but every fella's carrying a niggle and it's a lot yeah. to be said of the drive of them because like sir, some boy we all know the club boy dead leg fuck lads can't train can't play matches can't do this can't do that we knock but then you get the boys <clears throat> that are hanging together and you yeah, wouldn't know it because they just don't talk about it. Like the McMahon brothers play, play struggled with injuries a lot. You would never have known. Never one. Never one word saying, fuck, I can't. You know, I can't yeah. do this. You always see the odd one where you're like, wonder why he's in full forward. <laughs> and that's because he, the injury's maybe a wee bit worse. than. Yeah. But like it's, there's a lot to be said of the, the, the character of them boys. Like, Absolutely. It's and, and, someone, and, and you're getting no money for it. Like they are getting no money for it. Some of them are actually losing money. You know, some boys yeah. are actually losing money, especially now. You know, people can take the piss and go, "Oh, fuck it, the boys are getting good expenses." A lot of them boys are losing money. You know, they've give up. Some of them have give up jobs, or they've been forced mm-hmm. to take different careers. Some of them have had to move house. You know. Some of them boys are like, like she could be living in Dublin, but they've moved home to Throne because the sheer and whatever. Like, maybe a lot they're of buying, it, yeah, they're there's buying the highest quality food. They're they're investing yeah. in supplements. Maybe they've a, a nut- working with a nutritionist. You know, the, the, there's those things as well. Like it's mad, but it's you know a lot to be said for so much respect for them. And as we said, yeah. you know, it goes into life. They're normally great guys. They're normally great fellas. They're normally you know great jobs, smart, good business. It's just 
I would, I would, no, people want to keep it amateur. I'd love for them to get some sort of money for what they do, and I think they deserve it. And I think people, another thing, they bitch about Sky, but Sky's bringing more eyes on it. You see the Premiership footballers going on to Sky and seeing fucking like a Gaelic match, and they're like, what the fuck's this? Jeez, there's 80,000 people at this. How much do these boys get paid? Or, and you're like, oh, they get paid nothing, and people can't get their head around it. They're like, oh, why is yeah. up the fuck? I was like, there's no, nobody getting any money here. The referee gets a couple of pounds. Yeah. And the boys at the top of the GA. Uh, the boys at the top of the GA. The only boys making money is boys like Tony McAlevey. You're fucking right, son. Don't you forget it. Well, Connor, cheers for coming on. Um, where <laughs> can people find you? Uh, or the best, best place? <laughs> the best place probably be Instagram. Um, if you go to just search for Know Yourself Performance or if you wanted to go to the website, knowyourselfperformance.com. Um, that's probably the best place to check out what I'm at and what I'm offering. Deadly. I think mean, how uh, well Tony's. Oh well, Tony will probably chat to you later. He's looking to get back into the Gaelic. He's looking to make it. He's, he's looking at the the Down Senior Team for next year. Aye, Down Down's got a wee opening in the full forward line. Four, four foot five, fucking bodybuilder. How you do nets? <laughs> hey, Connor, cheers for coming on. As always, guys, rate and review the podcast. Um, oh, by the way, Saturday night, last Saturday night, was DJing in Quinns in Newcastle. Guy came up, goes give a shout out for Tony McAlevey's wee legs. <laughs> okay, I love it. I love it. Keep it coming, guys. Keep giving them shit. Good luck.